0: The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba.
1: I'm one with the Force of Forces with me.
2: We'll use the Force. That's not how the Force works. Well, have to start somewhere.
1: Welcome everybody to the Kybercast. This is episode number forty-five, recorded April four April sixteenth, twenty twenty, during the COVID time period. This is a another special episode. This is the Alan Strikes Back episode. That's right, folks. We're bringing back Alan Lugo. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Becker. The other host is my good friend Michael Diaz.
2: Michael, how are you? Michael?
0: Paging Michael. I'm
2: still here. Oh, sorry. I thought I had hit the mute button. I fucked that up. <laughs> I am still here. Jackass. <laughs> Was amateur hour? After we'll all the play. trouble.
1: So I I, I I think I'll cut out the quiet part, but I'm gonna leave this part in because we just went through hell trying to get all three of us hooked up at the same time and Michael goes ahead and screws around the, the the mute button.
2: Uh, oh, everyone freaked out because we thought we were having technical issues again.
1: We were somebody doesn't know how to push a button.
2: <laughs> user error.
1: clearly some PC Android user.
2: Oh, whatever. Uh, to answer your question, I'm doing fantastic, Joe. Good, good to hear. So y- those have heard uh,
1: our good friend Alan is back. Uh, happy to have him, Alan. Welcome back to the show. This is uh, it's been a bit, but you know we miss you. Is this how the are third you? Third ten yeah.
0: rounds on second third. I think, I think it might be the third. Um, I think it's the third. But in any, in any event, uh, great. Thanks for having me. Obviously, everybody that's going to listen to this knows what's going on in the world at this time. So it's just great to be talking about stuff like this instead of craziness.
1: We didn't really have a great agenda set up here today. We were talking – this whole started yesterday as, as uh, Alan kind of got a text thread starting about the new Dune film that's being – is it, is it being filmed right now? It can't be being filmed. It must be on hold, right? Or is it in the can? Does anybody know? No, I think, it's, I think it's like, I think filming's done. So they did shoot it already? Yeah. I mean, the
0: second, so I sent you like the teaser article and then Vanity Fair had mm-hmm. a full, like a full editorial article about it the next day. And um, yeah, they talked about the locations. They talked about scenes. They talked about all oh. kinds of stuff. They filmed a lot of it so in must be. Uh, Jordan. Jordan and... Um, I forget where the other one was. They, they filmed in Jordan for the mountain scenes, but for oh, Abu Dhabi, they filmed in Abu Dhabi for the desert. Nice.
2: Well, yeah. So now it's,
1: they're in post-production.
0: I believe, I, that's my understanding.
2: That sounds about right. I mean, uh, the director, Denis uh, Villeneuve, or however you say his name, I'm probably butchering it, he's been working on this ever since um, the Blade Runner sequel. Oh, really? That's when it started?
0: Yeah, and, and one of the things that Michael touched on, too, about this movie is Denny V, I'll call him, because like, I don't want to butcher his name either, but, man, he, he is on a tear coming into this. With We talked about Arrival, uh, The Blade Runner 2049, um, mm-hmm. which was pretty good. A few years back, too, he did Sic- Sicario, right? Or he was involved in it, which was amazing. I mean, these, those Sicario, three movies yeah. were all extremely well done.
1: I mean Dave Bautista's in there. There's a lot of people in this. Yeah,
0: yeah, the 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 cast is amazing in this one. Jason Momoa and Dave Bautista yeah. in the same same movie. Surprised they didn't even have Vin Diesel
1: in there. So I I have to admit, I don't know much about this. You guys seem to know a little bit more than I do. All I knew, like I said yesterday, uh in the text is all I know is that it was Sting and some Desert stuff. Because I didn't watch it. I have no I know
2: <laughs> right, about this. Um Jean Luc Picard himself was in it. Patrick Stewart. Was he really? He played Gurney. No kidding. Yeah, I don't but that means nothing to me. I don't know what that
1: is.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... He was just in it and he looked exactly the same. I name. only remember the, the, the main character names. I, I remember the, the caricatures are stamped yeah. in my memory from the original movie, but I don't remember who was who in terms of the names. But, you know, one of the important things for me with Dune is it's it's always been that, um, uh, uh, what do I want to call it, the franchise out there that I've always held out hope that like this has the potential to be as good as in you know in my view Star Wars or something like that. Obviously, the first movie showed promise. Like you could tell that the story was an amazing story. It just was like I said, it just felt really cheesy and like under budgeted by like ten million dollars um, in 1984 money or whatever it was. But um, the potential's there. So I, I just am really holding out hope that it,
1: it's going to deliver this time well it's going to be released december 18th so it's taking that star wars slot
0: yeah and I, i'm really curious to see what the anticipation is for it i mean i don't yeah, well
1: no one's clamoring for this right, movie no. i, mean, yeah, I sci-fi mean sci-fi geeks, geeks are, are, but, but, it's like,
0: but, but i don't know will it pick up will the cast bring it there and, and in fact it maybe it's good that it that it doesn't get that much hype in
1: this day and age right right no kidding cuz then the expectations yeah, will increase the russian trolls be, will be tearing it down. it needs to be like the first it needs to be like the first Game of Thrones. You know, like people didn't really want it or didn't even know they wanted it. But like it took a year after the first season was out before people actually started really watching it. Yep. Yeah. It was, that was the same with me. I watched it the first day it came out because I, I read the first book and, you know, but. Anywho. So did you guys read the book or whatever? What was it? A book? Was it a. It's a novel. Yes. It's a novel.
0: So M- Michael, you, you give the, the the short version of the history here you know it
2: better than i do um like what the story is or what's going well, on well when the
0: book came out who wrote the book you know that kind of stuff
2: i was wait i don't remember exactly what year it was it was it was written but it's written by frank herbert and the best way i think to describe it in my opinion is kind of like lord of the rings in space it's a very dense story there's a lot of world building going on there are a lot of different factions um and then you obviously have to learn who all these factions are, what their, you know, what their impetus is, what what their desire is, and then they're all working together. They're all working for one goal, and that's pretty much control of the known, you know, galaxy, the Empire, or whatever it is.
0: Nineteen sixty-five, the book.
2: There you go. Thank you, Alan. So the whole the story centers around this planet, Dune. Okay. It's really called Arrakis, but it's a, this giant sandball, so everyone just calls it Dune, right? And it's a shithole planet, but it's an important planet because that's where the spice comes from, which is just... I'm not going to give anything away. You'll find out where the spice comes from, either in the novel or in the movie, or if you saw the movie back in 1984. But the gist is, the spice is kind of like this brain super drug when you take the spice it allows you to experience like superhuman thought
0: yeah what what was that uh what was that bradley cooper movie that basically (laughs) that was basically the premise of limitless limitless right so i mean one of the things too that's interesting about dune is that because it was written in 65 it's kind of like the novel you know 1984 or brave new world or something is it has all these themes that have been spun off into their own Movies that have nothing to do with Dune, right? So, like that limitless idea idea came from this. Um, the giant worms in the ground, tremors. Obviously, that's completely taken from from Dune. Like, and so there's did probably the, five or six more.
1: Did these spice mines from Kessel come from this?
2: It could very well. I mean, we'd have to talk to George Lucas to find that out, but I, I'm I'm sure that's kind of a weak no. He'd be enough. like,
1: no, that's Lucas would be like, no, that's my mind. I did all that. <laughs>
0: Your
2: impression is actually pretty good.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it, at least the, spi- the spice, the reference to spice in Dune is the oldest one that I'm aware of, um, I guess. And but that doesn't mean that that's where it started. But
2: correct. So Dune is, like I said, it's a kind of a <clears throat> just a dirty sand lot, but it's an important planet strategically because. Well, the way it says in the movie, you know, he, he who controls the spice controls the universe.
1: Well, well, Oscar Isaac being in it is interesting Coming from one franchise, so to speak, of sci-fi to it. He's done a lot like for an actor who's really, I think he's a great actor, actually. He is. He is. But Agreed. he did like, he did um, really really bad X-Men, then the Star Wars uh-huh. and this like, he's not afraid to just jump in into sci-fi, is he?
0: Yeah. No, but no, I mean he, he was one of the people when I saw the cast list. It's I'm not like, his oh, yes. fault. The movie. It's, it's not is. his
1: fault that, that you know, X Men was bad. It's not right. his fault. Right.
2: No. No. You, fine. you know, he's also done um, X Machina.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He was great in that. Yeah, he's—he's he's done some great stuff. Oh, he is yeah. a great actor. Again, that's why I
0: was so I continued to build my expectations for this movie. When the more and more I learn about it,
2: but X Machina is great sci-fi. Uh, Annihilation is. I, I, I would maybe say great safe, sci-fi. I didn't love the film, but it was interesting. It was. It, yeah, I liked it. I, Oscar Isaac was in that. Yes, exactly.
0: That's okay, why I yeah, brought it see, up. I, forgot. I only wa- watched it
1: once.
2: I liked it. I'm not so, saying I didn't like it. I just didn't like it as much as Ex Machina.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. So the big debate we had, well, part of the debate we had uh, yesterday, which I thought was interesting, is this is – this, sci-fi or is this sci-fi fantasy cuz like this is not going to be a happy movie this does, doesn't strike me as like a, a feel good a new hope you know swashbuckling kids not kids but you know age old story this seems darker blade runners darker like blade runner like i said yesterday is the ultimate sci-fi film for me uh it, and that's to me that's a science fiction film not fantasy
0: well, and I was telling you guys when we were on the text the other day, too, like I, I was pretty young. I was maybe 22 years old or so, mm-hmm. and I attempted to read the book. But it, it, for me at that time, the it was was book? Too, yeah, and it, it was just too dense for me. So I might have got, I don't know, 100 pages in, and I just couldn't, couldn't deal with it. But I wasn't reading like I read now. I, I probably right. need to revisit it, but... Um, so I only knew a little bit from the book, uh, but most of me, most of my understanding was from the, uh, the movie in the '80s. And then I do. I was talking to Michael. We do remember that the Sci Fi Channel did a miniseries. that actually was pretty well received, as well as anything could be on the Sci Fi Channel in the in the 2000s. But um, right, uh, it was good it, enough it to just, spawn a sequel. Yeah, yeah, and this in this movie too is going to be a two two movies. You know, yeah you know one story but split into two movies but right shot at the same time i'm assuming just yes. like
1: lord of the rings but i, I do
0: think for my understanding of it and i was trying to preface that just by saying like look i didn't read the book page page to page but um is that there is a little bit of a hero's journey in there um yes. as most good stories have um but there is a little bit of the i think a little bit of the swashbuckling in that i don't know that it's as dark as uh blade runner i might uh, you know my my on my scale i might say it's probably dead in the center of a new hope to blade runner is probably oh, okay. in the middle the
1: maybe i don't know like again i don't know anything about the story so i could be wrong
2: it just struck me as something that wasn't like that, that i wouldn't go so much wrong. uh swashbuckling i mean i haven't seen the film yet yet but the book and from the movie and um well i, I should preface this I've, I've not read the whole book either that is something that's on my list Uh, When I was younger, much younger, I read the graphic novel adaptation. So I I know a gist of the story. It might not be exactly 100%, you know, literal from the novel. But um, I would call this not so much, what would you say, a a hero's journey? I I can see that. But I also see more of a, a messiah story.
0: Yeah yeah a little oh, bit okay. of the ma- little bit of the matrix kind of yes. plot in there
2: but you know we, we we i
0: think i think probably Joe and Michael we have had a lot of arguments and debates over the past couple of years but one of the ones that i think we've had is that look there's only like seven tropes that can exist oh, in, for any, sure. in any type of storytelling so it's like everything's going to have a little bit of this a little bit of that um, so i think this does have a couple of those that we've talked about
1: I mean, there's nothing new, just better ways of telling it, you right. know, or different right. ways Details. of telling you know, it. Right. Right. Yeah. I agree. So That's fine. Fine. I, I will say, did
0: you guys view, so it was this, this Vanity Fair article, the bigger one that came out, not the teaser. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot
1: of photos in there. Have you guys had a chance to look at it? I did, and not, not fully, um, but I did see most of them, and I liked what I saw. Uh, yeah, I and I did too for the most
0: part, but I will say the first the first thing that has struck me that I've, I'm kind of stepping back and saying, mm, I don't know if I like that, was the, I feel like the armor that they show, I guess it's the, like the Atreides family. Mm-hmm. Um, they show a, a shot of Josh Brolin wearing the armor and somebody else. It feels a little overdone. It feels a little, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like what I would expect from a really great sci-fi written right now and designed right now. Um, so that, that's the only thing. I'm like, ah, that armor feels a little heavy-handed from the design point of view. Uh, other than that, though, everything else looks amazing.
2: I'm not saying you're wrong, on, but but can you explain that a little bit more? What do you mean heavy-handed? What like is It does it, it, look- just, it just feels like... if it, 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 The
0: armor looks like Iron Man Hulkbuster armor on these guys, and it just doesn't feel like something that's... Um, what do I want to say? Something that's actually ergonomically... Uh, well designed if it was I mean, real you know what i mean like it just feels like these now there could be some story there could be some plot details of why the suits look the way they do but they just look like they're not you know it's not a suit anybody would actually wear could <laughs> because you would be able to move in it
1: well what i see so far that i'm looking at is we is like these desert suits it looks like they have like piped in oxygen to help them breathe Water.
2: Water too,
1: Oh, is it water? Okay. Good and then, then, you've got, then you've got like the Iron Man outfits from that, like Oscar Isaac wears, and, and that.
0: Yes, yes, um, I believe that's the one. And I'm, yeah, yeah. Josh Brolin, or yeah, yeah Josh Brolin. Yeah. yeah, it's a. I mean, that Josh Brolin shot is the one where I'm like, it looks a little bit overdone there, but. Uh,
1: we'll have to see in context. Like maybe it's because right, they're right. in a in an aircraft or something. They have to. I mean, it looks like there's an aircraft or something behind him.
0: Yeah. Yep, exactly. So I don't want to jump to conclusions. I'm just saying that was the only and what's thing. What's with
1: that the? What's? I'm, I'm on the Vanity Fair site as we're talking, and what's with the Sith Lord in between Oscar Isaac and Josh Brolin?
2: What is yeah. that all about?
1: <laughs> she's not a Sith well, Lord.
2: I mean, she's a.
0: She's like a seer, like a seer of sorts, right, Michael?
2: Yeah, she's like a weird dark nun. That's the best way to describe it. There's this whole. Okay.
1: Looks like dark. Looks like Sith Lord Ray to me.
2: Yeah, and you're not completely wrong. Obviously, this predates Star Wars, but there is, I mean, like any kind of epic, and any kind of you know story about power and struggle, there's going to be a religious aspect to it as well, and that's where they kind of come in, right?
0: Yeah, the the Jason Momoa photo is interesting too because I'm like, it kind of doesn't even look like him. They they didn't like really like they trimmed his eyebrows. He doesn't have a lot of facial hair. He's kind of, he's a little bit clean cut. I'm like, wow, he looks different.
1: Especially when he takes off all his muscles and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was it the insurance commercial? That that was good. That that got me the first time I saw that. By the way, I, I think yeah, Jason is. Momoa is the, Jason Momoa is just great. I I love that dude. Yes, I agree. Yeah, he seems and- he seems like an excellent guy to hang out with, and just truly loves what he's doing. And you know, this does look interesting. I, I you know I hope it's good. I, I would be nice to to get into something different and interesting and you know it looks like it's world building like everybody's looking for that thing they can hang their franchise on they're all trying to find their franchise these these companies now and, and this is a Paramount thing and you know they had Raiders of the Lost or, or Indiana Jones series or whatever but they you know what does Paramount have other than this and like Top Gun is that what they have coming out
2: yeah I don't know well hold on Paramount is owned by Viacom so they Star Trek, Trek. yeah yeah Nah. Well, <laughs> let's not start that argument. No, that said <laughs> I, Unfortunately, I mean, yes, there are many, many books in this series.
1: Oh, is there? See, I didn't even know that. See, I, I know nothing. I, it's really strange. You would think I would know this for some reason. I, I just never even bothered.
2: Oh, yeah, Frank Herbert oh. wrote, I, I don't remember how many books, but there, there's definitely more than one. There's a, there, there's a good uh, selection of them. He's kind of like Tolkien. He, you know, went off and, kept telling stories within this universe. And then some of them got really kind of obscure and dense again, like Tolkien. Um, and then it's such a rich and I want to say revered, um, sci-fi series that I know that his son has written some books in the last 10, 15, 20 years as well. They haven't let the, the story die or the franchise die. So, there's yeah, it looks either, like there's, there's, there.
0: almo- there's almost 20 books, although yeah. their first one was 65, wow. then there was one in 69, and then there was one in 76, 81, 84, 85, and then it went to his son. In 99, they started coming out, a whole bunch of them. So, um, yeah, I'd be curious to talk to somebody who's, who's a real student of this franchise to know, like, yeah. you know, they might say, like, yeah, really, it, the wheels fell off after
2: the second book. You know, I don't know. Right. But... So there's plenty of source material there. I just don't know. I don't know. Based on what I know of the story in the first novel and from the movie, like I said, they're not obviously 100%. But it's a very big and epic story. I don't know if it's something that's going to translate well into a pop culture franchise like Star Trek, Star Wars, etc. have. Even advertising. But in a,
1: but you know what? If you, if I read when I read the Game of Thrones book, I never thought it would be what it was. It's just a book. You know who knows what will happen? Who knows what will take off? I mean, I don't think people thought Watchmen HBO show would take off like it did. It's amazing. Like it's one of the best shows. Have you watched it yet, Michael? I have
2: not. I, I oh, can, you promise? I'm sorry. The Lindelof thing really killed. He, it. he promises a lot. Michael said all the time. I know he hasn't had a lot of time in the last five weeks. Apparently. I, I'm actually working full So time. Am I. I know you are, but I'm I'm working just as, as much as I did before, if not more than I did before. So I'm a busy man.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing is now, it's like, like Joe said, all these studios and everybody, is, they're, they're trying to build these franchises, and it's because they're trying, it doesn't, just like any corporation, any consumer product, anything like that, when you try too hard, it usually doesn't happen. That kind of stuff happens best when it's kind of, you know, serendipitous.
1: Or at least a passion project for somebody that just wants to get it done. It sounds like this director has had a passion for this. So yes. there's some good science here. This could be great.
0: Yeah. And no thing is too, it's like, look, it may be an amazing two film, you know, story, but that doesn't mean it's going to spin off into a great franchise. Right. So it's like, sometimes it's just things aren't meant to be what studios want
1: them to be. But the real question to ask is, is Sting going to get a cameo? (laughs) I bet he does. I bet he does. does. I bet he does.
2: I don't think so. It'd be funny if he did, but I I don't think so.
0: (laughs) We got to, yeah, we got to start keeping track of these uh, claims we're making. You know, we did a bunch with the Mandalorian we need to follow up on and we got our first one here for Dune.
2: but you know, you bring up Sting and we've kind of circled around it a little bit. So let's, I want to dive right in here and talk about this stellar cast. So, you've got Timothy Chalamet, who is kind of like the preteen teen girl heartthrob that apparently can also act very well. So, kind of taking a risk by putting this franchise on his shoulders, you know? cuz he is the new hotness right now he's the it guy if you will But what's
1: the risk? What's the risk cuz like I don't think people I think it's a risk maybe to die hard sci-fi people. Right? It's a risk. I don't know. Well, I mean, that, it's not, if not like if up- they if if they cast him as Anakin, that's a different risk. Well, and the thing is too and, and the point that
0: Michael's making may it depends on who you're talking to, right? Cuz yeah. like for me I don't, I don't know who shit. this. I don't know who yeah. this guy is. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I his name. I'm like, yeah, that's, his name sounds familiar, but I don't know anything about him. So I'm going to go into it just thinking he's Mark Hamill in 1977 Star Wars. I don't know who he he's. Nobody to me. Oh, yeah. Right. Sometimes um, the risk like, well, up. Hopefully, the people. Hopefully, the people that do know him. Right. That gives them a reason to go see the movie. You know.
2: Right. Who knew Tom Holland before he put on the Spider-Man suit? Right. Right. That right. worked right. out well. I'm not saying is I'm not. I'm not trying to be negative about it. But it is a risk. It's a. It's a heavily factored risk and I, I'm you know, I, I you have to have faith in the studio and the director and the casting that they've picked the right person. Um but, you know, you could end up with, you know, a Jake Lloyd. You could end up with, you know, oh uh, you know I mean let, hold on, hold on. Just pick picking out. on a kid, you know. The yeah, I You're mean Jake on a Lloyd. Kid
1: was, he, he was. He was just a little kid and here's Michael kicking <laughs> him around. A little around, kid like, that was Extremely poorly directed because Lucas doesn't. I don't know. Right, really, right. Okay, you could don't have
2: been a uh, Christian as well. I'm not trying to pick on Jake yeah, Lloyd. I'm okay. just saying.
1: But
0: you do have to pick on something Star Wars related.
2: Yeah, I'm just saying. Okay, I'm no surprise
0: not,
1: there.
2: It's not that it's Star Wars; it's that there are not good selections. This kid doesn't
1: have as much on the line as Alden Ehrenreich did.
2: No way. Now,
1: see, here's the thing.
2: I thought that was a fantastic casting. I You did, but didn't. Alden had more on his shoulders than this kid does.
1: Definitely,
2: Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. No, so, that, so thank you, Joe, for pointing that out. I'm not dissing just because it's Star Wars. I, mean, I wasn't looking for a way to diss Star Wars, but when it comes to sci-fi franchises, you know, the Jake Lloyd, uh, Hayden Christensen pairing there, not great selections when you're, you know, I, I
1: think in this this case, this kid will probably be fine, probably be great because he's got such a cast around him. Like he's got so yeah, he's many got a heavy, great cast, and heavy hitters. Like, that like th- that you know he's not going to be in trouble at all. Yeah, he's not
0: having to carry the thing. And it's like I don't like to I mean, talk Harvey about Javier Bar- Bardem is in
1: it. I mean, there's yeah, he's
0: amazing too. I, I, we didn't even touch on him yet. No Country for Old Men, one yeah, of my favorite movies. That of the time. A- but I, going back to the Star Wars thing, like you know. How much of that was writing? You know what I mean. Like, I doubt Hayden Christensen came out and said, "You know what I want to do here? I want to talk about the sand and how I hate the sand." Like, he didn't do that. It's everywhere. (laughs) Same thing with Jake Lloyd. Like, he didn't. He didn't say, "I want to say wizard here." Like, so how much can you put on those guys?
2: Yeah. Well, directors. But then you had, you know, Natalie Portman with the same shitty script, and people aren't going, "Man, she was awful." As an actress in that movie, she, right? They did say she was awful in that. <clears throat> it's not her fault. My point is, it's I'm not here to bash on Star Wars. The, I was just trying to highlight <laughs> somehow some end up there every time selection. So, but you're right. It's not just him. We also have Oscar Isaac, who we've already said, fantastic. He can he can act in just about anything unless he is painted purple, and <laughs> in an X Men film. He was fine in that. Just it's a bad film. Terrible film. But then we have another guy that was painted purple and did fantastic. And that's Josh Brolin. Yep.
1: yep. Well, he was yep.
2: digitized purple with a obviously did really paint him purple. Yeah, we got
1: we
0: got the no no country for old men reunion here. Actually, it's
2: true. Uh, still in Stars Guard.
1: Yep. Great. Another actor. another Marvel. Yep. So you know, obviously, more than Marvel, he's done
2: a lot of things. Another, you know, Dave Bautista, we've noted who. Okay, yep. I, I don't know about his acting chops, but you're right. He's all right. I
1: mean, he I mean, his you know character. But and he, he plays is great. A, he can play a great enforcer,
0: and that's what he's playing here, I believe.
1: Right. Well, he was was he a wrestler at one time too? Yes, he yep. was.
0: Yep. Okay. So
2: we got Zendaya. You know, who is again? It? Another
0: person like okay, I know her name, but she I was uh, really no, she played she
2: Mary Jane. MJ. She's not Mary Jane. MJ. Yes, that's MJ. Right. In, yeah, the Spider-Man films. And she has really shown not just... just great. Oh, yeah. She went from, what, Nick or Disney, whatever show she was on there, and shown that she's got the chops. I mean, she's fantastic in the Spider-Man films. She's gotten rave reviews for the HBO show Euphoria. that's um, very adult, not like the younger um, roles she's taken before. So I'm, I'm impressed with that casting there as well. And who else we got? Um... Jason Momoa, obviously Javier Bardem. I mean, this is this is a who's who of great actors, right?
1: Well, I mean, look, it it's it. I think it's going to be good. I mean, we'll find out. I, I'm actually more excited now than I ever been. Like I'm just talking about it because I didn't know anything about it, so it's kind of like I'm excited for something new. I'm not going to read anything. I, I want to see the film. I don't want. Then yeah, maybe I I'll mean, read the book. You know, that's kind of what I'm afterwards. thinking. I
0: might have to do. I mean, like I think there's enough things stacking up here for us to believe. Yeah, th- this has potential to be good. The chances are greater there than that if it's going to be, um, you know, what, what's the movie Michael that we that you that we joke about this these sci-fi movies that are book adaptations that are terrible. Um, Valerian
1: Oh god, Valyrian. Oh god. Yeah, yeah, th-
0: that kind of stuff. Like, that was what that,
1: a two hour, almost a three-hour disaster. Like oh And my what god. was the
0: other one? Like the machines, something machines, something
1: or other. Was it like the steampunky thing that was yeah, out Yeah, yeah, moment? yeah.
0: Which I never watched it, but, you know, I, I, just, it I don't you, think this is going to go down that path.
1: You kind of know a little bit when you see the preview. I don't know what yeah. it is. I, like I, like the Valerian preview I saw, I'm like, nope, this is going to be just terrible. Yeah, see, it was way
2: too digital. I thought it looked fantastic. I was like, oh, man. And then the reviews came out and they said, but
0: it was like the same thing as Justice League. I'm like they' use like the same effects people as Justice League. It just looks so overdone digitally,
1: yeah, there's and something weird just... about it, it look, yeah, you Alan kind of touched you hit it. it's like there's something in the shots. It's like the lighting's too perfect the the color's right. too clear the like everything is then just do an animated film like even I know that like the prequels, not to go back to Star Wars, but the prequels were done that way, but still not quite as bad as Valeria. <laughs> <laughs> like, like right, at exactly. least, at least the world looked slightly lived in, with even though it was you know digitized. But you know, what, I'm yeah, just, gonna... too, just too much,
0: too much dependence on the on the digital and yeah. not enough with the practical.
2: I'm always a fan of practical. That's why last week I mentioned Moon as one of the movies. Was it last week? Yeah, oh, oh, yeah,
0: great, amazing, amazing
1: film.
2: I'm glad. Speaking you like of. That. So me I,
1: I, I will. I'm going to segue because that's a good way to get into what is boi- going to be released on Disney+. I'm not sure if you guys saw this or not, but um, the they're going to uh, have a series on Disney+, Plus that is the behind-the-scenes docuseries of The Mandalorian. Show how it was shot and everything. I think it's a six to eight um,
0: episode. I saw that. I saw that announcement, which is probably going to come out right around the time my subscription
1: is going to expire. But I'll, I'll catch it on the flip side. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't mind paying for Disney. I, I mean, there's so many other things in there. I, we watch it a lot, so I, I, I'll throw an old film in or something there. I, I'm happy with it. Um, so I'm excited. That'll be cool. And that's they're going to show the 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 practical effects plus the digital. Um, I don't. Did you guys happen to? So neither one of you probably purchased the Rise of Skywalker Blu-ray, right?
2: <laughs> no, I
1: haven't. Okay, so the, there's a, a hour, almost a two-hour documentary in there. On how that, you know, why they did it, this and shot that and, and, uh, man, some props on how they did that. So they took like, when they're in the desert stuff shooting, they brought the green screen to the desert and they're like, well, why didn't we just do this in the studio? And he's like, you'll never get the light right. Like that's, that's the problem with some of the prequels he said. He's like, well, you know, you, you're all in the studio. Your yeah. light looks weird. We're shooting in a desert. We'll put the ship with the green screen there. And we'll make it all here. It was really cool. So they really did a really good job of, of, um. The way yeah. stuff was shot yeah. was, was, it's a really cool documentary. And the way they tie the, if you get a chance to watch it however you want to watch it, it really does an interesting way of tying in. They show like some practical stuff from the, from the original Star Wars all the way through and how they shot things. And it was pretty cool. Like they got Ella Guinness's granddaughter is in this movie too, as well. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, going back to the Mandalorian thing, I mean, you know, I, like I love Star Wars as much as anybody can love Star Wars, but some of this stuff now I'm like, it's like the documentary you just mentioned about Rise of Skywalker. Like, I've watched that that same documentary for all the other films and, and loved it on the Blu-ray. But I'm like, I don't know that I want – I like, if I had it, I suppose I might chip away at that Mandalorian series.
1: But I just want to see season two. You know what I mean? It's like – Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. But I would love to see – well, Favreau, like I like Favreau. So I watched the freaking cooking show on Netflix because the guy, yeah. <laughs> for some reason. Well, I feel like cool. they kind
0: of teased so many like pieces of artwork and so many photos and there was so mm-hmm. much talk about it leading up to it where it's almost like, I don't, not that it wouldn't be good. I just don't have the desire to learn any more behind the scenes stuff because I felt like they talked about it for a year. Right. Now we'll see. Could be a- you know could be terrible. I, i'm sure it's interesting right i'm sure it's one of those things like if you actually watch it it's gonna be interesting
1: i, I love watching people make their craft like i, I like watching musical documentaries or music doc, you know rock bands how they made an album like i love yeah. that stuff because
0: i can't do well, it and the thing with me too i guess is you know like i said i have a 21 month old right now We 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 rarely watch tv anymore and i used to watch a lot of tv a lot of films a lot of documentaries all that stuff i watch so little now that it's it's I have to really, really want to see it to, to watch anything. So that's kind of skewing my point of view there.
1: And also, so here's another goofy thing in this midst of COVID as I was getting stuff done. I watched quite possibly one of the worst. When I was a kid, I thought it was great. <laughs> this is going to. Uh, a friend of ours has uh, a way for us to watch some things, and um, he has the original Buck Rogers in the 25th Century pilot. Uh, from oh, the, it's I don't know when it came good. out, like seventy nine or, or eighty. <laughs> oh, it's so bad, dude. It's
2: <laughs> well it for came me to After Galactic, at least 80, 81, somewhere around, around there. Somewhere
1: around there, I, I would say like eighty one for sure, something like that. Uh, but there's still so much seventy legacy in it. Like, oh my god, I, I I did watch the whole thing. It was bad. But the one interesting thing was like he was uh, frozen in the space shuttle because it was the sh- he was flying a space shuttle. Cause that was big when I was a kid, the space shuttle. Um, and then he was frozen like somehow he got frozen, almost like you know, Captain America kind of thing. And he shows up, what, 500 years later? And they dethaw him in uh, wait, wait, dethaw, dethaw, dethaw. I don't know, they just thawed him out.
2: They didn't freeze him, that would be dethawing, yeah,
1: right. Hey, I'm not a smart man. Um but I know what I like. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It was uh, 1979 when it came out. September was of it 79? Okay, uh, yeah. Good job. There was
1: a lot of. Um, so the funny thing is, is they're talking about how we wasted our environment and stuff like that. It was really cool. I was like, whoa, that was a, a shocker. As a like, I don't remember that as a kid being a thing. Really until like maybe 15 or 16 years old or people really got environmentally talked, but that show started like how we destroyed the planet through environmental problems in 79. So I was like, wow, that was interesting. So anywho, if you want to, if you really want to see how bad sci-fi was compared to now, like, man, we have no clue. Like kids today, kids today, they don't know. Um, but like, there's a whole channel sci-fi just, you know? now, but anything is produced is better than those. But then they stole like some of the design, like, uh, the uh, ship that they were flying in is a lot like the, um, even though it wasn't out then. It's maybe Star Wars took it, but it looks like the Snow Speeders, you know, some weird little. Shit. Oh yeah. Well, that's
0: the thing too. We've touched on it a bit here and there. It's like when you watch something, I don't know. I'll, I'll say from 1970 to 1989. Mm-hmm. If you can watch it today and it still holds up, you know that's that's pretty special. Blade, especially in
1: sci-fi right yeah blade runner is one of those that's what i was talking about last week yeah they did the effects
0: and stuff good enough in that movie that it just because most of it was practical right so when you did yeah. it practical and you did it well it, it still looks realistic later but you know that was a problem with the, the original dune movie too and I, like i said I, I my quote i think was something like even though it was made five years after the original star wars it looked like it was
1: made five years before star wars in terms right. of the effects Everything looks dated after Star Wars at that particular point in time. Nobody nobody did that. I mean, that's the one thing Lucas did. He would create technology to make what he wanted before he could make what he yeah. wanted.
0: And he just flat out had the best people at building models and mock-ups and yeah. maquettes and puppets and everything. Just literally had the best people on, in the world doing it.
1: And Michael, you have still not watched – since we were talking about world building, you brought up Dune as the Lord of the Rings of – Sci-fi, sci-fi.
2: Yeah, is it really that not Lord of the Rings? Is oh yes, yes it did. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Yes, sorry. Yes. Is it
1: really that expanse? Like, is it? Does it get into other worlds and races and those kind of things, or is it all humans still? Do you know? I think it's all humans, if I remember yeah. correctly. He,
0: yeah, yeah. Hum- humanoids and very variations of human-like,
1: but not, like different close. classes, like like elves, dwarfs, and other things that not like that. No,
2: I mean like language. You do anymore. see there are so okay so. Like I said, the spice allows you to use your mind at superhuman levels. So um, there are some mutations because of this. Okay. And I'll stop there because I don't want to
0: spoil we Guys, we were chatting about – so the conversation we were having was basically Michael and I were, you know, kind of (laughs) of sparring back and forth about how best to describe what (laughs) Dune is visually and story-wise to Joe. And, but one of the things that I thought of after we got done with that battle, that sparring battle was, um, there's an element of, oh shoot, it's good. I'm going to, I'm going to forget about it again because I said, well, it's a little bit of pitch black. And I do think there's a little bit of star Wars in there. Um, but now shoot, I got to try to find the image that made me remember it again, but you know, Michael, go ahead. In the meantime, what were some of the things that you, we were throwing out about, to try to describe what it is. Like if you combine this and this with a little bit of this, that's kind of the feeling it would have.
2: I think I, what was the description I used? Um,
0: I mean, you said Tolkien in space.
2: I think, well, yeah, I think uh, the big, the other uh, analogy I made was more into Star Wars, that uh, Star Wars was a Kuros- Kurosawa plus Buck Rogers
1: serial. That's what that's, it was. Yeah. That's Flash what Gordon. You
2: said Flash Gordon, sorry, Buck Rogers. Yeah. And that's because you just brought it up. Sorry. Yes. Flash yeah. Gordon cereal. So, yeah, Not the chintzy 70s Max von Saito as Emperor Ming Flash Gordon. Not that, no. Um, oh,
0: so I, I remember now. I remember now. It came back to me. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. So. Um, I can see that. It, 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 yeah, it's got a lot of that in there about how it's like, you know, there's different well, sort of types of people, different sort of casts. And and then there's just sort of this desert-based battle. Um, is it dystopia or is it just different? I think it's different. I don't think it's dystopia because the the Atreides clan uh, and the what was the, what's the, what is, what's the sort of bad guy clan Harkonnen. Yeah, the Hark- the Hark- Harkonnens. Um, they're very technologically advanced. They're very well off. They have lots of money. They've lived lavishly. It's just that this one planet is like you know a slum of the universe.
1: Got it. It's the Detroit of. <laughs> And Joe can say that. That's where he's from. That's right.
2: The Detroit it's better. gold mine underneath Detroit. It, it's better now. Isn't oh, yeah. it? Right. Well, maybe not now. <laughs>
1: yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It just took another hit,
2: but right.
0: But yeah, so I thought it was like, yeah, a little bit of Mad Max free road. I still said a little bit of star Wars in there, a little bit of the sort of, a I, I, I threw back to the, the movie pitch black from, uh, you know, the Vin Diesel was in, which I thought was a cool sci-fi at the time. Um, you kind of mix all those together and you get a little bit of what, what doing feels like or what I hope it feels like.
2: And obviously a little, I mean, well, I still see a little bit in the new costumes, obviously not the armor, but the, the Fremen suits that we're seeing this. Yeah, those look the, great. What are they called? The stilt suits or something like that. Um, I, I still see a little bit of the uh, Giger influence.
0: Yep. Yep. Which very much so it's
2: not too much you could i mean they're very descriptive in the in the book and also in the movie i mean there's only so many ways you could create a suit that is made for reclaiming all the water you exude and putting it back so you can you know consume it again because in arrakis dune water is the second most important commodity after this place
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, we talked about world building a bit and there's different ways you can look at it. Like I always looked at Star Wars. It's like, well, they did a good job at building multiple worlds, you know, whereas we talked about Lord of the Rings. It's like, in theory, it's one world, but it builds out that one world with so much depth and detail. Um, and I think that's kind of what what you're going to get here. I mean, it's, it's great world building, but it's kind of going to be this Arrakis with these different clans from other places, but you don't really see those other places.
1: Well, what's funny is that you know, as I look at the you know the history of this book to film, and I mean, David Lynch directed the eighty four version. I mean, yeah, he's a hell of a director. He um, is,
2: but you know, he, he yeah, came and in late. And that's what I say. the
1: The story, like if you watch it and you say,
0: "Look, I just want to understand the story, like what this is all about," is good. It's just that,
1: yeah, I mean, just the visuals are so. I mean, how could you go wrong with music by Toto? How? how? <laughs> I, I, I agree with you there. I, Listen, Mike. Michael,
0: where do you weigh in on Toto? You hate them or are they good? How could you? I know you hate Journey.
2: I used to like them more before Africa. Before other
0: people liked them. Yeah, no, okay. no, no, no,
2: no.
1: Yes, you call. That makes a lot, lot of it. sense. You no, totally no, no, call no. it.
2: I liked them more before. Weezer totally overdid the Africa song, and oh
1: I come on, just stop it! They did an album of covers. They chose that one. It's not like and the people liked it. Like it's not their fault. It's not like they went and had some plan. They
2: decided to record it. It is their fault.
1: But they decided to record songs they liked. It's not a problem. That's the well, way. Well, it's it is. definitely not Toto's problem.
2: No. No, I mean, but, but uh, <laughs> the song. A, the I noticed
0: a theme here with Michael. He's blaming people for things that aren't actually their fault.
2: Not blaming them at all. I'm just okay. So here's the deal. I used I've to love Toto until some time other band
0: remade their song and it got really popular. Now I don't like Toto. Yeah.
2: I I couldn't name another Toto song other than that, so I have no opinion. Other than that. other than
0: Africa. Oh man, they have like four or five like huge hits. I mean, I don't look; I don't know their catalog, but I know they have like four or five really good hits. Rosanna. Oh, okay. I know
2: two songs then. Okay. I mean, they have another one too that I know you know for a fact. But listen, you know. let's. Can we? I think we can all agree on this. <laughs> yeah, you're fact, wrong. No, 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 Pulled no. Hold up hold the line. No, no, no. <laughs> I think we can all agree that getting Toto to do the soundtrack and getting David Lynch to direct the film is a clear indication. That there was a lot of cocaine in Hollywood. (laughs) Hey, it also
1: featured Max von Sydow. Max von Sydow was in that. Dean Stockwell. this thing was stacked. Kyle McLaughlin.
0: Yeah, no, it it was. It was. I mean, it was meant, I think even at the time, it was meant to be the next Star Wars. Uh, It just wasn't.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's rated R, right? Isn't the, the one from the 80s rated R? Oh, I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is when you look at this, I don't know if it has that.
1: It doesn't sound like to me that Dune has that. I don't know if it's the innocence of Star Wars or that kind of thing to it, or or well, there's an innocence to to a New Hope when it came out. It's it's a fairy tale. Doesn't have the
2: innocence is what I'm saying. It is nowhere near innocent.
1: And I think that's why. I think that's why it won't. It. it, it, I don't think people want a fucking Dune action figure. Like doesn't seem like something. You know, I don't know. Did they even have action figures back then of them? I don't know if they did. Oh, I'm so sure, I'm the sure they did. I'm sure I, they did a huge, yeah.
2: So I remember being in Toys R Us, and they the whole idea was to make a bunch of money to make the Star Wars. We're going to have guns and action figures and plague sets and all this, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I think, don't quote me on this, but I think it was rated R. I don't think any kids were going I, yeah, to this trying, movie. I'm
0: trying to find I'm trying to find that for you right now. I don't think it was though. Like I just I don't remember anything R rated in, in the movie.
1: So but I'm trying to find this it. is funny. I'm reading and am you know I'm, uh, we're jumping in, but I'm reading about the David Lynch's screenplay and direction. But around that time when he was working on this, Lynch received several other directing offers, including Return of the Jedi.
2: Can you imagine a world where David Lynch directed Return of the Jedi? Oh my god! What a god. fuck that would be.
1: Oh my God, that would be... Who knows what it would have been?
0: PG-13 is what Google's telling me on the original movie, which makes sense with what I remember.
1: Hey, well, Roger Ebert gave Dune one star out of four. Oof. Oof. This movie is a real mess, an incomprehensible, ugly, unstructured, pointless excursion into the murkier realms of one of the most confusing screenplays of all time. That sounds great. <laughs>
0: Well, that was why the whole – so we said when I first started this thread with you guys, I I almost immediately said you have to watch the Jodorowsky's Dune documentary Mm -hmm. because the more you understand about the franchise, the more you realize that they they did need somebody as crazy and as as willing to take it as far as Jodorowsky was at the time in 77 to do it any justice. And so when he went around and was shopping it and was pulling his team together, people just – couldn't wrap their mind around what he was trying to pull off. Now, again, this right. was pre star Wars. Um, and in, in the documentary that you find out that, yeah, they had HH Geiger on his crew, a bunch of star Wars, creative direction, people, a lot of people that went on to be an ILM. Like they were going to be, this was going to be their first gig. Um, wow. So that's why I say I highly recommend that documentary. Cause for me, that really cemented for me, like the potential of this franchise. If done, you know, Right.
2: Interesting. It had potential. And like I referenced before in our, our text, and I'm going to say it now for us is if you haven't had a chance to check out Jodorowsky, you have to. You need to. He is a. He's madly brilliant. I can't endorse enough, especially to you, Alan. If you are geeked about this dune, you need to check out the Meta Barons written by Jodorowsky. I no,
0: I want to, especially with what you're saying about Jodorowsky. I'm just so. I, it's so hard for me to read books anymore because I was reading most oh. of them when I was traveling for work and even in my new role if I wasn't in my current situation I just wasn't traveling as much but
2: it's a graphic novel it's a, it's, it's a series of graphic novels you can buy the whole thing yeah. oh, see general.
0: there you go see you you're a graphic novel guy I can't get in, I can't get into them as much but
2: maybe I, I don't know
0: if you buy it if you own it and you like let me borrow it I would read it <laughs> I own it
2: of course I own it it's amazing okay well there you go
0: it' Send, send it in, in USPS, and it'll get here two weeks from now.
1: <laughs> well, I'll leave them alone. It's not fair. <laughs> yeah, I
0: did. I pulled a Michael there. It's not their fault. They have no funding. I mean, it's true, I mean, though. What I said is true. It'll be here in two
2: weeks. That's true. <laughs> You're so bad. Actually, it's not it'll true. It'll cost me 50 bucks to ship it to you. <laughs>
1: oh, God. Yeah. Without the post office, we have no country. See the postman. Hey, my, mom oh my, did, my mom did.
0: Oh my mom did try to ship me something. My mom did try to <laughs> ship me something ten days ago from two and a half hours across the state, and it still has not gotten here.
1: Really? Yeah.
2: Oh, can we just take a minute to I don't know, not appreciate, but denigrate the fact that Joe just made a Kevin Costner The Postman reference? God. Right. <sighs> oh, yeah. The sad thing is, I've seen that movie. You've seen a lot of bad movies. Yeah, I know like the rise of Skywalker
0: <laughs> I feel like before, back back in your days before you were so uh such a critic you you just were so open and would see so many things and like you know be willing to like them and now you're just rider so, Ebert.
2: No a friend before of mine go too far into this I, Go ahead A friend of mine owned it and he said it's really not as bad as people say and I watched I'm like hey, it's really not as good either So I've seen it I've seen it once and never need to see it again so before we get uh,
1: too long into this episode, curious to you guys, um, Alan, have you watched any of the new uh Clone Wars, the last Clone? There's only four left.
0: Yep, nope, it's I'm gonna go yeah, cut all the way up. Like I said, I'll probably only get to see one more. Maybe not I might not even get to see the next one. But yes, I've Tomorrow, watched them up until Tomorrow's today.
1: the next one. When does your thing end? I think the nineteenth. Wow. So yeah, I'll, you can I'll get this. You see can't the one pay for far. one more month and get the last four episodes? I I I, I could. I it's could, like four. But it it's twelve bucks, dude. I've already so made the decision. I'm not going to undo it. Eight dollars to watch the four episodes. Come on, how can you watch all of the Clone Wars and not know the end? It's just the it's just the principle. the principle? I'm not going to pay the, the principle is I'm not
0: going to pay the whole monthly subscription for four episodes of a show.
1: Well, <laughs> well that's your choice not to watch the other stuff on the.
2: On the I know system. where you live. It is, and I know how long your commute to work was. Uh, you're saving that right now. You can afford the eight dollars to watch the two
0: episodes. Oh, I look I can totally There's afford it. There's a lot of it. good like, stuff on that shit. I, I don't have time. Like I, I, I have been able to watch the the, the Clone Wars. Uh, twenty eight sure. minutes
1: an episode. Get the fuck out of here.
0: <laughs> Honestly, more than anything it's twenty eight minutes. I'm probably just I'm happy I don't no, here's the real thing. Not I shouldn't say the real thing. I've already made the decision that it's been cancelled and I'm not gonna undo it, but I don't really want to wait a week between episodes for the Clone Wars. I like it. I don't like it that much. I'm, I'm more than happy to wait two or three months, get it back, watch, you know, the next series of The Mandalorian or wherever else, and then <laughs> watch all four of those Clone Wars right now. Right
2: I just want to say that I'm the one that usually gets teased for being cheap. That is cheap, and I love it. I'm all on yeah, board. I, I, I support Alan 100% on that. Uh.
1: Life is too short. I'll pay for it now. I'm good with it. Anyways, made, the last four episodes, the, la- the last four episodes are going to be the Siege of Mandalore. If you caught up the last episode, Michael, you're not caught up yet.
2: Nah, Ahsoka is cool, but not enough to make me. I'm in the same boat as Alan. Like I'll watch it, but I'm not in any hurry because when I wait, then I can sit down and watch three or four episodes at a right. time, and then it's more fun. Well, right. I right. will
1: spoil it then next next time if you don't watch it because I will talk about it on the on the podcast, so.
0: Yeah, I mean you know. as far as the, the animated Star Wars stuff goes, I mean well, I don't know. I like Rebels the most. I suppose I could, I I, I shouldn't even it's say, on here. I, I suppose. Uh Clone Wars is better than
1: <clears throat> I don't know Resistance. If it's better. Better oh, than oh yeah, Resistance. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen uh-huh. the second season of Resistance. It's on here, I believe now.
0: Yeah. I watched most of it, but I don't. know, This Clone Wars is just too long. There's just too many episodes and too many that go off on. I, I don't dislike it. It's just
1: it's so long. It didn't have to be that long. Yeah, I mean it's a it's seven seven seasons. Well, I don't know.
0: It, it's good. I, it, yeah, but some of those seasons are like twenty episodes. Yeah. I mean it's like a hundred episodes. More oh well, well over hundred episodes.
1: Sure. Well, maybe not. There's but only it's close. four left. That's what I'm saying. There's four left. It's going to get the Siege of Mandalore. We've got. Darth Maul, Ahsoka, it's going to be great. I can't wait. Yes, yeah, it will. It will be good. I look forward to watching them all at the same all in a row, like Michael. <laughs> After everybody tells you what happened.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be so hard to avoid that one. Well, we were talking about... So, Michael, what, what was the... I don't want to mess it up. What was the topic that you were throwing out there? Your un, Your unpopular sci-fi opinion or something, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, but I don't have one right now. I didn't think of one, so... I, but, yeah, that was it. You know, what's what's your... You know, there's... Obviously, certain things that are beloved and people enjoy them. What's your un, what's your unpopular geek opinion? You're like, this is actually shit.
0: So, I have mine. Well, I, mean, I don't want to follow up on just what you just said there, but <laughs> mine is that I just feel like the 80s Blade Runner film is okay oh uh, wow like i said I, I think i don't know if it's a gen x thing but the story's great but I, I i swear every time i've tried to watch that movie all the way through i fall asleep at some point in it uh it's got some great visuals harrison Foil, i don't know like i said i'm not it's not terrible i'm not saying it's not any good i'm not going on a michael rant here i'm just saying it's okay <laughs> to me it was okay it was okay i don't dislike it but i'm I don't gush over it. You know what,
2: Alan? It has great atmosphere. It has great design. It has some fantastic acting performances. And that said, I agree with you. I know Joe I mean, loves it, and I I said last week I need to rewatch it. Maybe I'll appreciate it I more. I think the
1: story's amazing. It's it's
2: and really. That's kicked what
0: I did. Up. I've rewatched it a couple times. I'm like, what am I missing? Do I have a better understanding of what this thing is nowadays? I need to watch it and I watch it again, and well, I, I guess fall
1: asleep. The whole premise is, you know, what is life? I mean, that's like any other. Just like you know, whatever replicant is, is it, is it life or is it not life? I mean, and what 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 constitutes life? And it's it's a very philosophical. Um, Yeah. Well, I mean, but that's like. like, And you don't know, like you're led to believe that Harry, you you know, when you first saw the movie, I think it's been proven otherwise now that you, that he could be a replicant. You know, you don't know, like there's a lot of mysteries in that film that, you know.
0: Well, for me, it's kind of like the other side of that coin for me of the, you know, the the argument you just made is like Prometheus. Mm -hmm. I love Prometheus because I just feel like the story. Same director. The essence of the story is amazing. Uh, there's all kinds of other holes that people can poke into into why it's terrible. But I'm like, no, just
1: the, the essence of that story makes me love it. Um, the, the essence of Prometheus is good. The execution was horrible. The essence yeah. of Blade Runner is is good. The execution was fantastic. Um it's a slow movie though. It is not like I would not call it an action packed, you know, it's a it's a it's a noir film. It's an old detective noir, you know yeah. kind of thing. And I think it, that's it, where I'm like,
0: it's hard for me to like it's hard, if somebody hasn't seen Blade Runner I just know that it's hard for me to be like you're going to love this because I feel like 90% of people actually won't like it at all
1: Oh I I don't disagree and with you That either. doesn't mean it's not good. No, it's I don't just, I, I, I don't disagree reality. with you at I don't de- disagree with you at all. I think that it is definitely a, a niche film. It's definitely not a blockbuster even though it did fairly well I think but um, Well, even a
0: blockbuster. Look, there's all kinds of movies that are blockbusters that are still like, very watchable and enjoyable.
1: Yeah, but a I don't bomb. think it, was it a bomb. It was a bomb. I don't know if it was. Okay. Um, are you sure it was a bomb? Like it? Like I don't believe that. I, he might be right on that one. It was a okay. bomb.
2: It now it got it got cult. It took yeah it
0: took on cult status. Yes. Yeah.
2: Let me tell you this. Uh, the budget the original is,
0: one. Budget was thirty million. The box office was thirty two point nine million. That it made its money
2: back. No, not after <laughs> marketing. You know that. Um, <laughs> listen.
1: You um, still
2: got to make more films. Yeah. That's fantastic. Let me, you're um, sorry, it didn't, it didn't, make,
0: it it didn't, didn't make, make, make enough money. You can to. say that.
2: Let me say this. Uh, yes, say it. it's definitely a detective. It's definitely a noir film. And maybe you're going to hate me for saying this, but if you're going to give mm-hmm. me an L.A. noir film, I will watch L.A. Confidential ten times before I watch Blade Runner. That's totally different. That's a that's an ass backwards comment. How <laughs> oh, oh, oh. it's that is L.A. Noir. One just takes but it's place not sci-fi. It's not sci-fi. You said- yeah, but well, I guess my, Michael's
0: Michael's uh, building off the fact that you that's why you said Blade Runner was good was because it's a noir film. And if, if you, you have no, to, to, to appreciate it. it, you have
1: to like noir and understand you know, what it I is
0: don't. and yada, yada,
1: yada. I think it's, you know, part of it is just the artist that I am that they in, in design. Like that movie like holds oh, up. Like It's just, it's it one of the most. It
0: does. Fun. But even for me, like, you know, we, Joe, you and I, we, you know, we both spent time at college for creative studies and I'm a big Sid Mead fan. And yeah, there's some great shots in that movie, but I'm like, eh, a lot of it is again, not bad. But again, it's not like it's not like the design of I don't know. Like I said, I hate to keep going back to Star Wars, but Star Wars can wow me in almost every single scene with its design.
1: Fantasy yeah, world. This is a world that I can see actually be us. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, it's, it's it's future us.
2: Alien. I mean, I think when I, was the last time you watched Blade Runner? Alien. The original one. The, the latest version, the last cut. That's the one. Have you seen the last cut, the final version that's out now?
0: Wait, are you talking about Blade Runner twenty forty nine or oh, the yeah. original Blade
2: Runner? There's, the original Blade Runner. Or there have been many cuts, so there's now the current one that's out there on Netflix right now. I think it's called Blade Runner: The Final Cut. It's.
0: I believe right. I watched. It may have been that one. I watched the original Blade Runner again, like almost right before I went to the theater and saw Blade Runner twenty forty nine. So what was that? Two years ago.
2: A year or two, yeah,
0: yeah. That was the last time I watched the original, and it would have been whatever was the the version that it was available on, probably on Netflix at that time. All
2: right, and you watched it fairly recently. I was going to throw it out there. I'm, a, I was going to say we should all watch it again.
0: I'm not watching
1: it again, and then reconvene
2: right now. Talk about it. But <laughs> I'm, it, but I'm not watching it.
0: that movie again.
2: <laughs> you
1: don't have to like. It. I mean, clearly you don't have to like it. I just think it's the thing is, it. I don't hate it either. I, 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 it's just you don't have to be passionate about it either. It just is. It is what it is. Yeah, but like I said, that's. I think it's. I think I hit the
0: nail on the head for that. This topic that Michael brought up.
1: <laughs> well, I thought you wanted. I thought Michael's topic was like, what's what's. So what what people think is great, it really isn't. Is that what it really is, Michael?
0: Well, an unpopular opinion in amongst yeah. the sci-fi crowd. I
1: think for me to say, yeah, Blade
0: Runner is okay. Like that's that's pretty yeah. unpopular. I think.
1: I would say. Pick any Star Trek film, and they're just okay.
0: Well, yeah, but that's <laughs> no, not that's not that's, that's not unpopular, though, Joe. That's that's the popular opinion. Hold that's on, that's trying. not
2: true at all. Because the popular opinion is that all the even number movies are good, except for Nemesis, which is complete shit.
0: Do we need to pull those
1: box office numbers again? Yeah, they did. Michael. Didn't yeah, they're just okay. There is no great Star Trek movie.
2: Zero. I disagree. Great Star Trek movies. I disagree.
1: There's a great one? Like one that is great? What's, what's,
2: what's the great one, yes.
0: Michael? What's I mean, I'm not Rathacon. trying to... Like, what's the best one? is uh, the best it's one? It's one freaking, Star Trek, dude, you know, Rathacon. No, it's not
2: great. It's, great. it's
1: not great. It's okay. It great. It's
2: not,
1: it's not, great. not okay. It's great. You have, you have freaking, Uh Jim Ignatowski from Taxi as a Klingon going... Admiral Kirk. Like, come on. It's terrible. What the fuck? I mean, it does perform well on, uh, on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. On. It was fun, but it's not great. That's great. Yeah, it's missing tattoo. That's it.
0: I mean, you can put that on the list of a movie I'll never watch for sure.
1: You've never watched it?
0: <laughs> no, I haven't watched any of the Star Wars movies ever. Star Trek. Or sorry, Star
2: Trek. You see, it's
0: even hard for me to to, for those words to come out of my mouth.
2: So, uh, I should know this already, but yes, Alan is the hardcore Star Wars, will never watch Star Trek fan, which uh, I straddle. I like both. I like both. I would uh, say, without a doubt,
1: the Discovery season is better than any Star Trek movie. No, not (laughs) true. That's my opinion.
2: You can have wrong opinions. We know you do.
1: My opinions are right because those films are not great. They're not great. Like great is a sp- Star Trek is, a sp- is great. No, it's not. It is. So, Joe, okay. Joe, Joe, Joe so,
2: Let
0: me what, let me let me let me try to unpack this a little bit. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like what's holding you back from being great is just because it's just so campy, like all Star Trek is, or something else?
1: I think it's on the cheap.
0: Star Trek's always been on the cheap. Yeah, they don't, I mean that like I said, that's why I say it can't be. It just no always ways. feels like a, no like, no a like a
1: like a like a skit. Trek. It just feels like a skit to me. Yeah, the Star Trek films have always been on the cheap. They don't care they didn't care as much about the craft cuz you didn't have again, I think going back to like you didn't have a Lucas doing that stuff that would just like almost kill himself to make it right. You know. You know
2: that Nick, Nicholas Meyer did that movie. He also did oh. uh I Is like, he as passionate
1: was he as passionate about it as Lucas was making his films? I
2: highly no, doubt it. Nicholas Meyer, they they knew that he was the go-to Star Trek guy, so they brought him back for Discovery.
1: Great, but the films aren't great. They're they're on the cheap. It's like let's get them out as quick as we can. Let's get them out to make money on it. It was not not great. Like you, you tell me, Khan is great. Excuse me, yes, I hit the mic.
2: Khan,
1: Khan is great. You're telling me it's equal as Empire Strikes Back? Out of your mind!
2: It's up there. No, <laughs> you're out. You can't that's, even. That's accurately. about, a, hey, that's about as, good as good as a that Michael. That's about a gonna... that
0: Michael Hedge, Hedge you're ever gonna get, right there.
2: Uh, Star you're Trek me. Two with Rapticon is better than Return He's... of the Jedi. I'll give you that. No, <laughs> yeah, sorry, 100%. no. Right, I love Star Wars. I, I, if you gave me, if we had to put a gun to my hand, I prefer Star Wars to Star Trek. You that should said, pull it then. Then uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Star Trek, Raphicad, way better than the rest oh, of the Jedi. Of the Jedi.
1: Oh, Every wow. day of the week. Put that on. Make, make that a poll question.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Let's see that poll. Now, but the thing is, <laughs> it doesn't matter because everybody who already believes that will answer yes. It, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's not a popular opinion. So like Michael, we're, like Michael's never going to be able to prove that point with any sort of, you know, poll or data. But he believes it, and other people believe it too. Probably, that's
2: hmm. yeah. the thing. It's film. It's all. It's all objective. No objective. Subjective. Subjective. Doesn't matter. Subjective. Subjective. It's all. It's all opinion. So, of
1: course, you just happen to be wrong on this
2: one. <laughs> no, no. I'm, on this one, I'm not. Uh, Star Trek Two is a fantastic film. It's great. This is,
1: but this why it's so
0: like. Addictive to get into debates with Michael because you just <laughs> never know what he's going to pull out of left field because you know he'll be super critical of you know some movies that are like pretty good and then he'll claim that Star Wars Star Trek movies are actually great film and then you're like what <laughs> what you don't even know where to start to try to, to try to battle him on it you know
2: well I as would say thinking, that Star Trek II was great uh, Star Trek four is really good and. I'd have to rewatch it, but I would say Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country. It, it might be great as well. It's pretty fucking awesome. <sighs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> I can't go. Is there. it great,
0: is Star is Star Trek tr- Two great enough? Knowing that I don't like Star Trek, but enough. whatever. I, I, would I watch it, Michael? And then be like, "Wow, Michael was right. This movie is really good." No. Okay.
2: Because you already don't like Star Trek. So yeah, I mean, I didn't
0: have anywhere to go with that. I just wanted to ask the question just because if you were like, no, <laughs> yes, you will you will like it. It's that good. In fact, it's great. Then I'd go, no, like, oh shit. it's Star
2: it. Trek. And like I said, there are a lot of people that are Star Wars fans. Star
1: S- S- it's great for a Star Trek movie.
2: Let's see. That's backhanded. That's
1: backhanded. 100% <laughs> backhanded. It might be four-handed. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, is there some way that we can rephrase that movie <laughs> being great that that we're all okay with it? It's great if you
1: like Star Trek. <laughs> like, are you putting up there with like Godfather? Like, where where is this? Yeah, see, that's the other thing. Like, that's we what, get, that's what we, we got to figure no. out. Like, not not <laughs> a great film,
0: but I, I think Michael's probably putting it up there with great sci-fi, which still we would need to define.
1: I, I need to know what great means because, like, to me, like it's like everybody says great is the best thing ever, and it's not it's out of a, a one to 10 con is like 4.5 to five.
2: I disagree. That's all. Michael, Michael what there. are the other,
0: what are the other great sci-fi movies that are on equal level with star Trek two?
2: I don't know. I would really have to think about it, but star Trek two is up there. It's uh,
1: with what up there with what? Empire <laughs> <laughs> Rogue one. Oh, come on. Um, you're, you're so full of shit. It's, you're so full of shit right now. It's not even funny. He's doing like a like
0: a Rush Limbaugh uh, infowars kind of yeah, a thing here now. Yeah. He's just trying to rabble rouse.
2: Totally. No, seriously. I think it's I think it's a great film. I love it. You can
1: love it. There's nothing I like loving it, but from all aspects of what filmmaking is and everything, you're giving it
2: up there with Rogue One. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like Doc's boat in space.
0: I don't know. That that doesn't help my your argument in my book.
2: Have you ever, ever seen Das Boot?
0: <laughs> no, like Das Boot? Same thing?
2: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, when you you always reference things that are like very obscure and it's like and nobody knows what that is. So that just, Have, anyone, anyone that, that likes people... film
2: should know what Das Boot is.
0: <laughs> okay, guess I don't like film.
2: Oh Obviously. my god.
0: Like, I've heard of it, but I don't know anything about it. You need to watch it.
2: It's a fantastically awesome German U-boat movie. (laughs) It's so German. It's so not American. And you just need to watch it. It's so good.
0: 1981 war drama. Four hours and 53 minutes. Eek.
2: Yeah, it's a bit yeah. long. It's, <laughs> and it's very bleak. It is fantastic.
0: Uh, shit. I, just, if you make the decision to make a five-hour movie, that shit better be good.
2: It is. It's it's good. Oh, so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> We've gotten all the way to Das Boot. If,
1: yeah, if you, you know, Christy Eli as a Romulan Vulcan, that's great. Too that really changed the world.
0: Wrath of Khan, Das Boot, Empire.
2: <laughs> oh God, that's just, just my opinion, man. All right, I don't know, Joe. You're
0: gonna have to find a way to
1: wrap up this this uh, dumpster fire we have going on now. So, with that being said, great episode. Thank you, Alan, for coming on and, and tearing this up with us. Always fun. Uh, people, if you have any thoughts, leave us some uh, messages in our social media area. where
2: probably Michael res- Respond. Michael, where can they find us? Uh, they can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look for KyberCast or The KyberCast. Cool. Thank you for that, Michael. And the best thing you guys can do if you want to help
1: us out is – Share the podcast, like it on YouTube, on iTunes or anywhere you listen to your podcasts. or pretty much anywhere. Like it, share it. That would really help us out. And uh, from that until next time, thanks for listening, everybody. I have spoken. What a piece of junk!
0: Boring conversation anyway.